Welcome, everybody. Veil of Sound back. It's one of the first Sundays in January, and we want to kick off 2023 with an awesome constellation. We are not talking to one band. No, we're talking to two bands. Not one awesome band. No, two of them. Brutus and Psychonaut. Um, thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks and for having thank me. Welcome. Thank you for uh, asking us. Yeah, I was very, very happy when both bands agreed on this. Just for everybody, uh, no, Stefan is not the only psychonaut joining. Um, Thomas will join and probably have enough time, but uh, some family issues with newborn babies are <laughs> sometimes making it a little harder. Um, something that I always like to ask at the beginning of these interviews, uh, who of you is wearing any brand merch today and which is it? Oh I already God. see Stefan is having some cool stuff on. I do. Yeah, yeah. Bruit, great band from France. Yeah, really. Yeah. So yeah, um, I them. don't know. Stain, Stephanie? Very original. It's the Deftones. <laughs> what means very original? I mean, like... <laughs> Being an, a child of the 90s, that is like one of the bands that I grew up with. Stain, what about you? Any filter pants that you want to show or nine inch nails? Strings? Um, well, no, I don't have anything like band related on me right now. So, no. Then, then I'll join Stefan in promoting some pelagic envy, always a good choice. <laughs> yes. Um, also for everybody, as we here have two bands that know each other very well on a musical level, gig-wise, but also on a personal level. And of course, like it's 2023, so I can lean back a little bit. And both agreed to basically interview each other. Of course, I also have some questions. Um, but um, I would say the... Uh, well, the Brutus side can start with something that they would like to know from Stefan. By the way, is it Stefan or Steven or however you want to have it? It's just Stefan. Stefan. So yeah. it's always difficult with us Belgian guys, you know. <laughs> so, uh, Stephanie, what would you like to know from Stefan? Um, well, I'd like to know. I'm going to take uh, our question sheet. Um, yeah. And the first question that we had was like, what song do you wish Psychonaut had written? If no you could quarter. choose from any song. Oh, and okay. yeah. I would that's say No Quarter by Led Zeppelin. Okay, yeah, that's my, wow. yeah, my favorite song of all time. Best riff, really? best solo. Yeah, it's okay. my favorite thing in the, in the musical universe. That explains yeah. a little bit of the direction that Psychonaut went with the last record, I would must say. Uh, uh, let's also reverse that. Stein and Stephanie, which song would you guys love to have written? Oh my God, I thought we asked the questions. <laughs> Stein can go first. I think this is an interesting one. I'm now like, Stein, have you got something? Yeah, there's, uh, uh, there's a light that never goes out by the Smiths. It's been my favorite song ever since I was young, so... I'll stick with that. That's the song I wish uh, we had written. Yeah, yeah, that's also like a classic. Um, I think maybe, uh, maybe top of my mind, maybe Jolene from from Dolly Parton. I don't know. It's the first song that comes to my mind if I think world song. So um, mm -hmm. that song would make my parents proud. So let's go for Jolene. Already, I can already see a covers collaboration EP coming up. So <laughs> that would be awesome choices, guys. So, um, Stefan, your turn. Yes, I have my sheet here as well. <laughs> um, my first question is about one of your oldest songs. It's actually, I think, still my favorite one of yours, which is called Justice de Julia. And I've always wondered what that song title meant and what the song is about um i will uh talk because uh, <laughs> um justice de julia is a song that we still play by the way live um and it was the beginning of uh, me writing lyrics and i didn't have the balls to write stuff about myself when i was mm. younger and when we started the band so i wrote um some 
uh, hard life things in third person. So um, Julia, without her face, she couldn't see at all, which is pretty obvious. But it was more like um, myself looking at myself when the the ground is falling under your feet. I don't know if I explain it good, but yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a vague lyric because what I said before when I was younger, I didn't dare to sing about real stuff or stuff I was facing at that moment. And when you go, when you grow older, you think let's write about real stuff. I think mm -hmm. it's the same when you start playing music. First, you want to play cool riffs, like riffs who are fast and cool. And then when you're older, you want to play maybe good riffs, like, or, you know, I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. about, that's a bit the story about Julia and the second part, mm -hmm. you carry me still. It's like, even though I'm crumbling apart, you carry me still, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, I, sure. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's that... a bit of an explanation. It is. But, uh, it is. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Thank you for <laughs> explaining that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Stan, your turn. Uh, I'm going to have to check the, the questions. But um, is there another artist uh, you guys really would love to do a collaboration with in the future? A part, of mm. course, Brutus as a complete unit, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I do, yeah. I think I would go for someone that is completely outside of our genre. And one of the my biggest musical crushes of the past few years have been Snarky Puppy. Um, <laughs> an, an insanely good like jazz prog band from uh, from from the US. And I've always admired the composer and bassist Michael League very yeah. much. <laughs> and I think it would be very cool to work with someone who has that big of a vision of arrangements that can write stuff for like 50 uh, different instruments and mm. yeah i would love to work with someone like him and preferably let's say him <laughs> again jumping in a little bit because maybe not everybody knows but brutus have done a few split releases and then i wondered also when i read that that question um is there is there another like artist or band that you would love to do a, a collab or split release with? Um, yeah, definitely. We we did a split also last year with uh, with Stauffer, a band from Norway, which was really yeah. Cool. I was also I, I was also wondering. You know, I know that you did it with Saver, and um, well, I mean, like of course, both bands would be an awesome fit here. But Stein and, and Stephanie, you've already had a long history of those split releases. Would you love to do another split, or is there an artist way to like? A... So many. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, tons of, of bands that, that I, I, I personally, I'm going to speak for myself, that I really, really love and would love to do a split with, but. None come to mind at the moment. Uh, I would, <laughs> besides um, I would, Michael, of course, but you know, yeah. I think um, I will. I think it would be cool if we could do a collab with Brutus and Boniver. That's oh, something yeah. I would love to do. Um, and um, but I also, I don't know. And when I think about Peter and Stan, uh, in my mind, it works perfectly. Like <laughs> they just have to say yes. <laughs> um. Okay, it's interesting sure, sure. because all of you take artists or at least mention artists that are a little bit outside of the box that people like to put Brutus in or Psychonaut in. Is that also something that drives you as bands? Thinking outside the box? I, I think if, if I may go first, I think we're all people that listen to different, uh, different kinds of music, not just mm -hmm. heavy music, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, um so i don't really see it as thinking outside of the box it's just good music is good music nice mm -hmm. melody nice melody doesn't matter in which style it's performed so mm -hmm. um like for me the I, now that i think about it i would love to do something with daniel Lamba. also no, not somebody that you would think of when you listen to our records but yeah big hero of mine so yeah mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i also think that people like to 
put us in boxes like bands like uh, Brutus or Psychonaut because we do whatever we feel, I guess. And it doesn't matter if it sounds metal or post-rocky or I, I think if I can speak for the two bands that we just love guitar music. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And um, like for Brutus, sometimes I feel like we are a band who isn't, like we are an homage to the music that we love. Maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know if I explain it right, but like um, for Stan, me and Peter, like our mutual love is guitar music. Doesn't matter in what form, doesn't matter with how many reverb or how fast, or if is it punk or whatever. And I think it's maybe the same for um, for Psychonauts. Um, and I do think everyone in who is playing playing in bands listen to a lot of music because music is your passion. And it would be weird to not try to discover new music, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, we, we also just listen to a lot of different stuff. And even though I guess we're more of a typical metal band than, than Brutus, there's so much stuff coming from everywhere. And, you know, for myself, all my biggest influences come from the 70s. And I don't think we sound like a 70s band, but it's it's in there, you know. So yeah, just same thing with our new album. We we did so much new stuff that we hadn't done before. And mm -hmm. that's the cool thing about music. You, you're never going to be done trying things. And it's only our second album anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's so fun to try things that are not what you would normally expect this kind of band to do, I guess. Yeah, I, and if I could say something, I was at the Psychonauts show last month, and the cool thing is you say we're a typical metal band, but that's not true. Like, um, I really feel like this old school uh, 70s guitarist vibe, like you don't have full stack or you don't have 70 yeah. million pedals. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. think when you mute the drums and the guitar, you sound more... Led Zeppelin than you would think, but it's a combination with the drums and the bass and the screaming and the yeah, harmonies yeah, yeah. that maybe puts it in the metal category. But for yeah. me, now it makes total sense when you say that you listen to Led Zeppelin and stuff, because I told Peter and Stan also like, whoa, he's, he sounds like a 70s guitarist. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay, nice. Yeah. Also, before Stefan jumps in with his next question, um, that's also something that struck me on both of your new records. Um, I had a feeling as if both bands, Psychonaut and Brutus, as if both bands really took huge leaps, also in a way of being brave enough to, to incorporate new stuff. I mean, like, for example, Stephanie's fragility when she's singing or the nearly jazz stuff that some of the Psychonauts songs have. Um, question now, is that also a result of the pandemic when both bands had a lot of time and weren't able to tour or is that just natural progression? Mm, yeah, I mean, for us, we we wrote the the biggest part of our album in the during the pandemic, definitely. Um, but we did have like at least two years of writing before that. And something that happened this time is like when we started writing, we basically threw everything out from the first two years we wrote because it wasn't, you know, it was good, but it wasn't great. And then during the pandemic, that's when everything, yeah, with all the extra time we had. And we had some time to let the songs sink in. That's when we could start fresh. And yeah, it's it's a lot of it is just simply thanks to the time we had so much time to experiment and also to breathe for a second, of course, because we didn't have to work in the first few weeks. Um, yeah, I remember that as being a very good positive start of that whole shitty period anyway. Yeah, I think that's the same thing with us. Uh, we also wrote most of the, our, the stuff for the, the, the songs for the new record. We also wrote it during the pandemic. And we spent a lot of time together when it was possible in the rehearsal space. And I think this time we, had a, we also took a lot more time to, to write the songs. We had more songs when we um, were supposed to, when we were, went into the studio, I think we had 30 songs that we had to choose from. And 
10 versions per song, I guess. It was um, <laughs> just a lot deeper and just, yeah, it had to be good. We had the time. The last two records we had to write faster, I guess. And as we wrote while we were touring, we even finished songs when we were on the road and we had a day off that we just rehearsed songs and wrote songs. So, yeah, I think it's a bit the same. We had a lot more time to experiment and with different instruments and sounds. And so, yeah. Yeah, it was also the first time we ever recorded with our instruments um, because we the two previous records were in Vancouver. Uh, we recorded in Vancouver. Um, and then Stan and Peter only brought their guitars, like one guitar, one bass, a few pedals. And I, uh, I brought my cymbals and my bass drum pedal. And now we had the time and we experimented with like different tunings, different guitars. Um, weird stuff and then for this record we thought like we put so much effort in all these different tunings and different guitar sounds and pedals let's let's record in belgium um and maybe do an album on our own stuff <laughs> and then that's also different um and both things are like have their like they're positive things when you have little stuff because then the performance is like here and then you choose and blah 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 but now yeah i don't know i like both things i like i liked how we recorded the first two records and i liked how we recorded this one and the time through the pandemic we had so much time and we we went crazy like what stan said is true we had 30 demos and then we recorded 13 songs and then we we skipped two songs and I, we were very hard on ourselves. Stefan, you can hit the other two with your next question. All right. <laughs> Let's see what I have here. Um, yeah, this is actually a question from Thomas, but he wanted to know what it's like working with uh, your main producer, Jesse, um, <laughs> and what the secret is about him, because we, we have our own Jesse. He's called Kiaran. So I guess we know what you're going to say, but I'm still curious. What is it about him? Well, the thing is, in the beginning, when we recorded our first record, we didn't we didn't know him. He was just one of the, a guy that made a lot of rec records that we really really loved. Um, so we just took a chance and went to Vancouver and just yeah we, yeah we just had to wait and see what it would be would be like. Um, but I was very happily surprised, and uh, that, that's why we also recorded the last two records with him. But I think the coolest thing about Jesse is he's super fast. Mm. Um, there's one thing if you're, uh, for me personally, if you're in a studio and you want to play and the feeling is right and something technically isn't working or um, you have to wait because somebody's editing or whatever, and you never notice he's doing that stuff. It's always yeah. done. Okay. Whenever you want to go, you're ready to go. Um, it's like, yeah, you do a guitar take and it's like, yeah, maybe do another one. By the time I think about doing another one, it's like already running. So, okay, very free okay. when yeah. you have to play, and there's no technical bullshit you have to deal with. We can just play. Okay, that's, that's really important. Yeah, and he's yeah. very punk. Like he's a punk with a Neve console. So <laughs> okay, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> and he's super smart and super nerdy, but also super hilarious. So yeah. it's we work very hard and. But we laugh also a lot, like, and then for this time, you guys also recorded at Duft Studio. Yeah. We were like, yeah, let's put an end hour on the recordings. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then we stop at a specific hour, and then we're just looking at each other, like, let's go back. Yeah, yeah, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the cool thing with Jesse. Like, he, and all, when he thinks he can do something better, he's like, Okay, let's throw this away. I have a better solution. I thought about it all night. We should do this. And he, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm looking at him thinking, what, what is he doing? And he's, for me, he's a genius. He's so funny. And, but yeah, he's a hard worker. And I think it's the same with your guy. And we, yeah. we just connect. And if, I don't know. And sometimes when we don't know and we have to make a decision, I, we really value mm -hmm. his uh, opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not just someone pushing buttons. He also no. has, yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. 
Because I even remember with this record that uh, I think the first day we were looking for guitar sounds and he was not sure and there was something not gelling with him. I'm a lot easier when it comes to guitar sounds. If it sounds good, it sounds good, I guess. Mm -hmm. But there's a thousand guitar sounds that can be good. And uh, I think the next day we tore everything down, started over and it sounded twice as good. And I was like, okay. "Okay." Yeah, so he has a a good ear as well. He's also a musician, so he he knows what to do with that. (laughs) Nice. Okay, cool. So the Brutus side again. <laughs> that is fun for me, actually. It's like, oh, <laughs> can get used to yeah. it. Um, uh, next song is, um, are there things you want to take with your next record or do things completely differently? Like, do you already have concepts or ideas or you already know, like, this is this was very cool what we did and that's, this. let's never do it again or... I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, we're we're uh, very happy with uh, with the new record, with everything we did. Now, I think it's a good direction we we went into. Uh, we are already writing for the next one because that's all I ever do. It's the most fun thing in the world is writing music. I think. <laughs> so I'm always writing, but there's a chance that this is the period of two years where I only write shitty stuff. That is necessary for the third year to, to be great. So uh, who knows? I'm always writing, but uh, conceptually, we're, we're actually still, it's still very open but because the concepts are very important to us. Uh, we haven't really decided on a, on a proper sequel yet, but we are definitely thinking about it a lot. Yeah. Let, let's jump in there just shortly because Stan said that they had like 30 songs, 10 different versions of each song. So are we going to get... A B-sides record from the last. There's no, 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 no. And also, no. We put so much work in. Like you, maybe we can release the songs that we recorded extra. But like, no, we're we put so much work in it. There is a reason the other version didn't make it. <laughs> so no. Even no, but like, you... if somebody die of us, please don't release us. <laughs> We were no, but also also the songs that that didn't make it uh, to the to the record like we didn't record. There's also a reason most of them mm-hmm. are not on the record. Uh, yeah. Even if the songs in there that maybe all three of us like, but it didn't work in in the record vibe. Yeah. For yeah, me, no. I think there's maybe a lick or a melody here and there that maybe we'll look at. And if it's more yeah. than if it's after five minutes, it's like no, it's something from the past. I don't know. We'll probably start start writing new stuff. Yeah, that's also what song. pumps me all the time with those records, where all all of a sudden, like, oh, we found a, a new recording somewhere in the archive that Jimi Hendrix didn't use. Yeah, there is a reason why. Yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes it's what Stan said, like Victoria, the song that's on our album now. We already tried it since two albums. It was for Burst, didn't work out. We tried it for Nest, didn't work out. So it's not for the garbage. We just, the music is not mm-hmm. gone. The demos are not mm-hmm. gone. They just don't have to be released before they're perfect. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's an interesting thing. It would also be interesting at some point to know which songs are like brand new on the record and which are like, like Victoria, have had a long mm-hmm. time coming. But anyway, Stefan, I'm, I'm interrupting your mode. You're next. <clears throat> All right, all right. Um, a bit more uh, general, maybe this time, but I just wanted to know uh, what your favorite festivals are to play in. The best festivals you've ever played, Road let's burn. say, in terms of fun <laughs> and vibe and happy people, not necessarily like PA system. Or <laughs> I'm looking forward to Roadburn. We haven't played Roadburn before, so um, that's when I'm really maybe looking forward to the most, to be honest. So, but for me, the, the nicest one I've played, um, I really liked, uh, we played a, a festival in Mexico. I said, uh, that's for me, one of uh, a really nice memory was Corona uh, Capital, strange name now, but it was a really nice festival. And uh, that was a really special one for me. Also, I love Mexican food. so. Yeah, okay. the food's so the food important. Was insane. And um, it was just really surreal to play at such a big festival. And there were so many people there. And we had interviews after that. And yeah, it was 
like it was MTV in Mexico and all that was really surreal for me. So I'm not, yeah, uh, it was a bit too big maybe for me, but I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, Are the person. fans really that crazy? In Mexico, I was, yes, that was crazy. <laughs> I remember that we had, uh, we never, I mean, if somebody asks us to sign a record, we do it, of course. It's super nice when people uh, ask that. But in Mexico, there was like a line of people waiting for us in a country we never played before. That was crazy. Yeah. Stephanie, what was your favorite festival experience? To play or to eat? <laughs> no, but, um, what was uh, incredible was Hellfest in France. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It, it's so crazy, like, because actually, to be honest, we had no idea. Like, we knew it was big, but we got booked there, which was already crazy. But I knew it was big, but I never walked, like, on the festival. And then we had to do the sound check at 11 in the morning on a Sunday. It was uh, a heat wave. Yeah, yeah. And there was nobody on, on, on the, how do you say... On the field so we i didn't thought about how big it was yeah yeah and then we went eating and after an hour we came back and it was like completely packed okay. and then um it was super crazy but what was very nice like um normally when you have to play um you have to drive back that evening you have to take your stuff you have to drive hours back to um, your rehearsal space then you have to go back to your house and now mm -hmm. we could sleep there so um, okay. we could be like a person who was going to the festival. So we went to the show of Kiss. Of um, It was very cool. Uh, and then we walked around and it's like, um, you know, the techno festival Tomorrowland, like mm -hmm. it's very nicely made. And it's with Hellfest. Um, I had that feeling like the they made so much effort in, how do you say, including how you say yeah, the surroundings and yeah, the decorations and yeah the decorations oh, was so insane and the music was so insane um and it was a very good experience like the people were super nice the show was incredible um and just then to walk on the on the festival like mm -hmm. like that that like we would go there as not playing there and it was such a nice experience it was very nice okay cool yeah i saw that video on youtube of you guys playing <laughs> it's I ridiculous. it, it yeah, was yeah. 40 degrees it was so yeah Damn, by the way is it just my bad memory or did i really like in 2017 or 18 see brutus at i know i'm gonna say it wrong but who's rock yeah we played there three times i think or two three four i know times yeah it can possibly yeah yeah, it was also a moment. I I I like that. I liked that festival a lot. But I thought like, great band doesn't really fit into the lineup. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you get book, you do it right. Um, so, Stan, you're next. Uh, let me check. Let me check. Um, okay, so um, you guys, you're, you're a three piece, like we are um do you ever miss a third a fourth person or like and what would you have him or her do if you would have a fourth member i had the same question for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting when you're a three-piece there's there can all oh, yeah it's always interesting yeah so yeah 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 so it's it's definitely something we think about sometimes but so far it, it has never been a, a problem what we, of course, do in a studio is a lot more than on a than on a live show. So we don't really mind layering very excessively. We just <laughs> go go crazy in the studio. It's all good. But the condition is that we should be able to perform all the songs except for maybe one live with the three of us. So we get one free pass uh, for each album. So that's, oh, that's I think, I think how it works. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> actually, yeah, it, it's, that has to be the rule, the, the structure, the basic foundation of the song has to be playable with the three of us. And so far, it has never been a problem. So I don't really think it will happen anytime soon. But 
if it were uh, someone, then definitely someone who can play multiple instruments. So someone who would maybe play synthesizer and guitar, or maybe some extra percussion, stuff like that. I don't think we would take on someone who only plays one instrument. I'm a good bass player. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. Just joking. <laughs> but if if Stefan had the same question, then of course we got to give it back to you. To uh, do you ever think about that? No. Joke, yeah, <laughs> joke about it because I, in the beginning I was always I would have loved that to be the second guitar player so I could just play chords and be maybe calmer when you have to play live. But uh, the way we are now as a band, I wouldn't have it have, have it any other other way. Sorry. I think that's also like very important, you know, the, how should I say, the feeling inside the band, right? I mean, like when I look at both bands right now, it looks like perfect lineup, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it feels that way within the band. It's like just the three of us, if there would be a fourth opinion, maybe it would be also diff more difficult. <laughs> the way we write songs now, it's, I think we're so uh, like in tune with each other when it comes to writing. Uh, and we all always worked around like only being, I mean, only being a three piece. Uh, Peter can play two instruments at the same time. Stephanie does two at the same time. Now it's just me. I have to step up, I guess. But <laughs> um, yeah, same like you said, like you have a free pass on every record. I think that's really interesting because uh, I think have... <laughs> Stan, you blew the free pass on our first demo that you learned yeah. guitars that we couldn't play. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter has a really strong opinion about that and, and in the beginning when we started as a band I was like okay we're gonna record a record I'm gonna play all my guitar stuff and then I'm gonna double it and then I'm gonna just play chords and it's gonna be 17 guitars and that, that's the way it's supposed to be and Peter was like no you can't play it live why would you do that and at the moment I was like why are you already taking this away from me yeah, yeah. and I'm like smartest move ever I'm really yeah. happy that uh that that's the thing now. Like I don't play anything I think on the record that I can't play live. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, agree it's with really that. Important to me now as well. Thanks to him. So mm. and and of course we got to ask Stefan, what is what is the one free pass song on the last record? Which song will it's... we never get to hear? Well, never say never, but not with the three of us in any way. Um, it's the middle track, the track number five, which is called yeah. Hope. And it's yeah. a track with uh, piano, with strings, like a lot of strings, uh, synths, just, just a lot of different things. Hope. Yeah, yeah. And plus there is uh, a guitar solo that really needs uh, a second guitar to play the rhythm mm -hmm. part, which is something I, I've never allowed myself to do on an album, but this time mm -hmm. just went for it. So yeah, don't think that will happen very soon, but maybe, <laughs> who knows. <laughs> So, uh, Stephanie, your next question. Um, oh, no, wait, wait. Stefan is up, right? Ste Stefan oh, is up with this next one. Yeah. So, Stefan. It's my order. turn? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. We just threw see. it back and forth. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's another question from Thomas, which is probably, it's a question that, I, that I've heard asked uh, quite a lot these past years. Uh, it's to do with the whole female-fronted band thing. I was wondering if you're not sick of thinking and talking about it. Uh, is it a good thing or a bad thing that you are you are sometimes maybe called a female-fronted band? Um, yeah, we are a female-fronted band. So mm -hmm. um, it's the same as they would write the three guys from Psychonaut or... Mm -hmm. um, I think we're, we never like... All the questions that we had towards how is it to be a girl in a band and blah, 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 were very respectful and always mm -hmm. with the respect towards Peter and Stan as well. And I don't know anything else than play with girls and boys mm -hmm. in bands. I never thought about the gender. I just don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they stan and peter don't think about it as well like it's all brother and sisterhood in the band mm -hmm. um and i think i don't know it's normal sometimes um and i think also it comes up a lot because there are just not so much so many girls that drum like mm -hmm. the same with guitar players now you see it more and more 
Yeah. But I think it's, yeah, it's in other professions, you have like more nurses than nurse. I, I mm. mean, I think it's normal what people see that they react to it, maybe. Mm. Um, but for, I don't know, I never, I, I don't see it as something bad that they call us female fronted because yeah, it's just true. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same if Stan would sing, then it's male fronted, I guess. Yeah. I, I was just wondering whether you say it would be the same with Stan sang and then we would still call it female fronted. That's a good yeah. question. And that's also something that I very often think about, you know, not only with Brutus, but also with bands like Employed to Serve or other bands where you have a female, let's say, singer, because I think that's where you take the fronted from. Um, I always wonder whether in 2022, 2023, we still have to talk about that. I have this same thing because I, I've been, I mean, I've been playing in bands with Stephanie ever since we were like 15 or something. And even if I was not in a band with Stephanie, I was in a band and it was always also women in the band. Mm -hmm. And I've never thought about it as in it's a normal thing. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, so every time that question comes up, I always think, about, oh, yeah, that's something we have to talk about. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a good thing for us because then you think it's normal, but yeah. there are a lot of people who still don't find it's normal and we are lucky to be surrounded by not narrow-minded people but i it's 2022 you're right but i think some people and some women had to shout because they were not heard now we are lucky that now it's not an issue anymore you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or yeah. it's the same like uh the question how is it to be a girl with big balls i think it's very offensive like mm. it would be the same like hey stan how is it to be a guy with big tits because you play with girls like it's mm. the same thing like because he's sensitive you know what i'm trying to say and mm. i think that's more of a rude question that i don't answer to when people ask like or also to peter and stan like how is it to play with a girl with big balls have, I don't you, have, big balls. have you been asked that yeah, yeah, that's 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 crazy. Crazy. yeah you're, play, you're playing a rock band you're a rock chick that that whole thing like what am i a rock guy is that a thing um so yeah sometimes such questions come up and that's always very yeah yeah, yeah. we don't answer to it or we don't do the interviews but yeah of course like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah okay but yeah, i'm very uh, happy i'm surrounded with like girls and boys who are just open-minded yeah. and don't think I don't see it's what I said I don't see Peter and Stan as we're two guys and the girl no we're like brothers and sisters that's how mm. I that's how I look a lot like how I see it yeah cool the Brutus side is on um let me check was it your turn Stephanie I think so but wait uh, <laughs> I need glasses. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. And a new bag. Um, <laughs> do you remember the playlist you played on the first show we played together <laughs> in Jörgta's Duma? Oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, um, maybe um, a short story. Um, our first show was with Psychonauts. Uh, they asked us if we could do the support and we played like four songs in the jam. And Very that was handy. about it. That was everything. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that show, but yeah, I think I can if I think really hard, I can probably remember the set list. But I <laughs> doubt there is one song on there that we're still playing now. I, I'm pretty sure there's a, not a single one there. But that was <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. First time seeing you, both as people and on stage. That was uh, really fun. Yeah. The place has been wrecked now, by the way. It's uh, completely been uh refurbished i think they're making apartments of it or something it was a youth club here uh, in mechelen so it's gone forever too bad <laughs> so, so for all our, our viewers and listeners you see that's why we chose those two bands they know <laughs> each other for a long time yeah. we do yeah, yeah. yeah it was also on on that show like <laughs> we came to the show like oh my god what's our stage setup we didn't oh, have yeah. one like yeah, and yeah, then yeah. how we are how we are on the stage now we decided that moment 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. With you on the <laughs> on, side. Yeah, on yeah. that floor in your city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought it was like a purpose, like a like a conscious decision to do that. No, because I remember that evening we were setting up gear, and I think Stephanie said, "Like, wait, if I sit like this, I'm gonna be singing to a wall." They're <laughs> <laughs> like, "Yeah, that's maybe strange." Yeah. So yeah, I remember that. Now that you mention it, wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. But I think it's a very nice setup that you're using nowadays. It seems to, to be a very communication friendly way of placing the three of you on a stage, right? It's yeah. nice. To, also for me and Peter, it's nice to play that way because you're, you're in, in a line, you can just move a couple of inches and you can see each other all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it's really nice to play that way. Yeah. yeah. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we actually tried that. Yeah, we tried that too. I think a few times, but because we had to use a backline and the drums were drums were set up on the side of the stage. But I remember that I didn't like it because I was standing too far away from the drummer. I had yeah. a hard time, yeah, hearing him. But <laughs> I think that's why Stan likes it. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. No, but it's easy for me because Peter and Stephanie they're next to each other, and their rhythm section they lock in. Sure. I yeah. can do whatever and it's still going to be okay because they're like very tight. So that's good for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Stefan, two more questions by you. One more by Psychonaut. And then we, of course, end the interview with our infamous quickfire round. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Stefan. Okay. Uh, let's see what I have here. Um, what are your favorite Belgian bands that you think could deserve a little more attention? Oh, I immediately know which one. Can I Second go? Off. Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> they're getting a lot of attention now and well-deserved. So very happy about that. But there's there's one band that I think should be like known all over the world. And that's the Gulu Gulu. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I love them so much. Uh, they make such nice records. And every time we play with them, uh, I'm always really nervous because they're such good players. Yeah, it's not and, fair. And lovely people. It's insane. Mm. I've never seen them play a, a bad show. Yeah. 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 So that's my choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're super good. Um, oh my God. Um, if the... you're thinking, then I can drop one. Yeah, you can drop one. 30,000 monkeys. Mm -hmm. That's a cool yeah. band. Cool. Yeah. Great. Really yeah. Cool. Definitely. They're also from Ghent. Um, no, they're from Limburg. They're from Limburg. But uh, they released they on, new... on, on um, Consoling, right? Yeah, and they made a new record, like with the little dog on the cover. Very yeah, good. And it's once again awesome. Yeah. So, Stephanie, have you got one? Yeah, uh, but a few, but uh, I will. If they still existed, I would say Racket Cannon. Yes. Um, I think they had the most interesting sound in a long time. Like, yep. just, what is this? <laughs> like, you know, when you have to name 20 bands to describe a band, but it's none of those bands. And that's a good thing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and the band Steak as well used to mm -hmm. be Steak number eight. Um, yeah, I, I go with those two bands and also with the Guru. It's what Stan said. They're so like the record is so insanely good. Like, why aren't they playing everywhere? And there's like like super talented. Like, not only are the songs super good. Like, if you zoom in on a state on a show, like, okay, I'm going to look to the bass player. Oh, he's incredible. Going to look to the drummer. He's insane. I'm going to look to the like every. Every person or every, every member of that band is like, let's go yeah. home and study. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Totally. Stefan, have you yeah. got a Belgian band that you would drop? Yeah, I think my favorite Belgian band is uh, Podemus. Potamus. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the, I really love them. They're good friends of ours. The singer is actually our artwork designer as well. Um, so I would definitely say Podemus and also Lich. Also a great band here from Mechelen. Uh, they're releasing their second album soon. Lich, if you don't know them, definitely check them out. Yeah, those are two of the of my favorite Belgian bands that I think are going to have a really good future. I really believe in them. Yeah, I I also think um, 
Potamus, I, I, I always say that to whoever asks me, uh, Potamus is going to be the next Amenra if they stick to it. They, they, they are incredibly live. They, they can yeah. get you in a trance in, in a song or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Stephanie or Stan, whoever goes next. Um, oh, yeah, of course, something we have to ask. What's your favorite piece of gear? <laughs> My uh, Les Paul. Like, I think your Les Paul is probably your favorite <laughs> piece of gear. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's the, the best guitar in the world to me. It's really the one thing I would save if my house was on fire. It's the... Apart yeah, from had... family, children, and whatever, you know. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> uh, no, it's really the guitar I've had since I was 18. I upgraded from a really shitty uh, Stag Stratocaster from, from like a mm -hmm. hundred bucks all the way up to a Gibson Les Paul just in one time because I knew I was I wanted to be a guitar player and I wanted Jimmy mm -hmm. Page's guitar, of course. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. That's that's definitely my most precious possession. By the way, I remember another Belgian band that needs more attention. Uh, also, very <laughs> interesting guys. Wyatt E. I don't know them. Yeah. They're like, uh, I don't know where in, in Belgium they're from, but they play like Middle Eastern inspired doom jazz, not doom jazz, uh, like, like doom music, very, very very, very cool. And I remember seeing them at Roadburn and standing outside a tent with two of my best friends and freezing our asses off. And we still weren't able to leave because they were just so good. Okay. okay. Yeah, I listen to them more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stefan, last question. My last question. Um, yes. Let's see. Oh, yeah. This is a, another Thomas question. If you compare your ambitions to the point where you are now and you have to rank the current point on a scale of one to ten how far along are you <laughs> in contrast to your amb it's not my question <laughs> it's i get it you know what i mean you know what i mean what what are your dreams uh what's like the end the end goal of playing in brutus let's say and how far along do you consider you, yourself to be now Oh, that's difficult. I think that I can. The answer setup that. is already difficult. Yeah, I can. I can. I can. Uh, if that's okay, I will, for me personally, I want to answer that in uh, in two ways. Okay. First of all, I never thought I would get this far with a band, so that's why it's difficult for me. Mm -hmm. but now that I see just playing with Stephanie appearing in a band and what it does to me and how how it's it's affecting me like, as a person and what it changed me as well as a person. I hope this is the beginning, maybe not mm -hmm. as becoming the biggest band in the world per se or something, but I hope we can still do a lot of stuff, make a lot of records, play all over the world. And I think that's everybody's ambition if you start a band. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so I hope that's a, an answer to your question. I have to put a number right, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so two. Yeah, two. Let's put it. Yeah, let's put two. Okay. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's a good number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, would, I would say the same as Dan. Like, first of all, you start a band, you hope you're going to get shows. <laughs> and then at some, now we are here and that's already impressive. Like, it's it's already like, whoa, how did we get here? And there are actually so, yeah, but what's the ambition i think we are at one like for me ambition is not like people like like amount in mm -hmm. um capacity in venues mm -hmm. but more like uh my inner ambition this is the start like we learned a lot of things but now we have to now we have to capture it you know mm -hmm. um and always trying to make better songs always try to like be better and learn more and so yeah i also see this as a start uh so i will say the same thing as then cool. uh, maybe say yep. one because one is the first step but then i don't want to um how do you say downgrade what you already did that's not what i'm trying to do mm -hmm. but stan mm -hmm. knows me i know stan my ambition is um 
we're all very um, like we work hard and we love yeah, to yeah, work yeah. hard for the band so yeah this uh looks like a beautiful start i guess um stephanie and stan as you both described yourself as ambitious um is is what you're doing really a job for you or is it just being lucky to do what you like best it's not a job for me i mean it's it's something i wanted to do when i was a kid it's something i started doing when i was a kid because i wanted mm -hmm. to do it it's something that for some reason i kept on doing not mm -hmm. saying it's always easy but it's it's i always come back to it it's never a day goes by without me touching an instrument or thinking mm -hmm. about the band or the, pe the people I love that are in that band, or I think I see Stephanie and Peter more than most of my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, what was the question? <laughs> oh, good. Let's, let's come to our infamous quickfire round. I'll always give you two alternatives like, alternatives, like roses versus tulips. You have to decide, of course it's ro roses. My wife would say tulips. That's where we are. <laughs> um, and each one of you has to answer. Neurosis versus ISIS. Let's start big. ISIS. ISIS. Ooh, interesting. I would have guessed there would at least be one neurosis person here. Um, Oasis versus Blur. Blur. But actually none of them. <laughs> <laughs> none of them. Stephanie? Uh, also, maybe also none of them because... Like for from every band, I kind of like one song, but I, not, I <laughs> don't. Wonderwall and song too. Yeah, I don't dislike it, yeah. but yeah, if I had to, I don't know. For me, it's the same. Like I don't know. Okay. Godspeed versus Mogwai. 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 Stan, you too, Mogwai. No, Godspeed. Yeah. Ah, at least once. Um. I'm very sure I know the answer to this one by at least one of you, but I'm not sure about the other two. Nine Inch Nails versus the Deftones. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and last, a little off, but also you got to look outside your box, as we've already learned today. Wu-Tang Clan versus Jay-Z. Wu-Tang. None. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, may maybe Jay-Z because the live shows are so cool with the drummer. <laughs> yeah. So, Stephanie, Stefan, Stan, too many st in this one, by the way. Um, <laughs> thanks for all your time. Thanks for thinking about your own questions. Um, the best of luck for what's coming in in 2023 uh, good luck at all the shows you play yeah. i still hope to see a lot of you at Roadburn. <laughs> <laughs> and um all the best take care thanks for being on the show thank you so much very welcome thank you, you. nice seeing you yeah bye bye